data-driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello, and welcome to my first podcast on event marketing. And the sole aim of the game for this podcast is to talk about event marketing when your objective is to get the highest footfall possible to an event, and that is what the success is measured on. Sometimes there'll be events, more like stunts, where the success is measured on the social reach or the virality of how many eyes get on your brand through that event slash stunt. So there will be one on that, but this one I wanted to focus on event marketing in the terms of when your success is measured on how many people come, because that is where you make your money on ticket sales, and it's not really something that is the focus is the social aspect. So the best way that I could figure out of how to talk about event marketing is to give a real life example of when I did this a few years ago. So the example that I'm going to touch upon was for cricket and cricket ticket sales. Now I have done other examples where I was the audience that I was trying to target but I absolutely am not a cricket fan. Well, I kind of am now, but that was from the job. But before then, I didn't know anything about cricket. I couldn't have told you the difference between T20 and championship. Couldn't literally have named you probably more than five teams. I could probably only name Freddie Flintoff as the only cricketer that I knew. So it absolutely wasn't my comfort zone. And it meant that I was coming in completely blind to this area of marketing. And Whilst there were some things I had to learn, like literally the rules of T20 before I was going into sponsorship meetings, I didn't have any preconceived notion of how to market in this area because I'd never done it before. So it did work to my advantage in terms of, well, I didn't do just normal cricket marketing because I didn't know what normal cricket marketing was. And when you're looking to appeal to people out of the niche audience, it really can work to your advantage. So let me talk about some of the results that we achieved before I go into how we got them to give you a bit of context. So we broke all previous attendance records. We really crucially grew our under 18s attendance by 27%, which was the highest out of all clubs in the UK. We climbed 10 places in overall match day experience with 98% of families saying that they would return. And we revitalised the under-16 membership and we got two nominations for Business of Cricket Awards for inspiring fan loyalty. So how did we do this? So firstly, before you start marketing to an event, you need to one, decide who you want to market to. And as I mentioned, my job was not to market to the cricket fans because that marketing was already going on and we had a real good attendance from that bubble but because we had a stadium to fill we needed to branch out and increase our demand which meant that we had to look at other areas of people that might not necessarily consider themselves cricket fans 
So we looked at different opportunities and the one that really stood out was families and getting families to come along to the cricket. Before I could do anything, I then needed to figure out why weren't they coming. And there was a few pain points, but the ones at our list are the ones that were the most relevant. So cricket was too long, too boring, they weren't into cricket, too expensive and uncertain of the experience there. Before starting any marketing to them to get them to come, we needed to address those issues. So starting with too long, we looked at T20 cricket, which is the shortest format of cricket and could be over in a couple of hours. Plus, we looked at the timing of the events and there were some of the games that were on Sunday afternoon starting at 2pm, which was perfect. We wouldn't be marketing to families as 7pm Friday night games. Too boring. I get it. I was in that camp. I thought that cricket was super, super boring. So we added incremental things to make it more of an experience, including a kid zone, which was full of inflatables, face painting, free cards, signs, t-shirts, headbands, and big clappers to participate in the game of cricket that they could then use in the stadium. There was also music between overs and there was competitions and things to win around the stadium as well. Not into cricket. So we were focused on the experience of the day out and everything that went in around the stadium, including a treasure hunt, the food, the drinks and all of the fun things that made it not just a cricket but more of a day out. Too expensive easy kids go free the power that that has in the attraction of marketing and the power that that sentence can bring you in seo is so much more valuable than a couple of quid on kids tickets and what i mean by that is in our marketing we can then write really rich keywords on our website that are kids go free in birmingham for an event Kids go free, kids tickets free, free day out in Birmingham, don't pay for kids. And there's so much value in those words and the sentences that you can form for that that can get you to rank really high local SEO because that is what families are googling because it's so expensive the zoos and everything else where it's a day out and they want to take their kids somewhere but the costs really quickly add up. Also, they could take picnics into the stadium. So that was a really important part of our marketing and our messaging because not only do kids go free, but you can bring picnics into the stadium. They are two huge expenses for families that they need to consider when they're planning days out. So we addressed them. We looked at the opportunity cost and decided it will be so much better for our marketing if we can say that sentence. And then the final one that we had to address was uncertain of the experience, which is really, really common in families because they need to know that it's not just them that's going there. They may have young kids with them and they need to know what is going on so that they can plan their day with no uncertainties. So we updated the website to have a thorough match day guide that had everything that you could possibly want to know as a family from parking to transport options to pram drop-off areas so they didn't have to lug it around the stadium, to where the toilets are, to picnics are allowed, to other food and drink options, plus what's to do there, the free activities, the timings, and when there was half-time entertainment. A really good way to get this across in marketing is to film a day in the life. 
to walk parents through the experience and know exactly what to expect to take away that barrier of the uncertainty. After you've got your plan of what breaks down their issues of not coming, we then need to entice them marketing. We need to go and find them on those platforms and where they're hanging out as we would with any other marketing plan and make sure that we are talking to them. And the good thing about event marketing when it's local is that your pool of marketing options is a lot smaller and therefore you can really, really double down on your event marketing. And because it's local marketing, you can really, really focus on your SEO, your search engine optimization, and your Google and your rankings for what you want to rank for, which I've already spoken about. So free things to do with the kids in Birmingham over the summer was a key phrase that we really, really focused on for Google. And it was done with the right tactics in the right website copy. Also, it was going into other PR places in Birmingham that were writing articles about free things to do in Birmingham in the summer. So if we hadn't have had that line, when journalists are writing local write-ups on what to do in Birmingham whilst we could feature because it is an exciting day out we didn't have that extra pull to make that the headline of the title additionally we had to look at new marketing platforms that had never been used before because we were now focusing on mums we looked at other places where they are consuming media so heart fm was really good one for us it had much more of a family audience versus capital fm or any of the other radio stations and they had local heart fm which meant that it wasn't so expensive to market there we looked at other places such as a platform called days out with the kids which is where families go to look for inspo We looked at different magazines. There was a specific family magazine that went to all primary schools, dentists, libraries, you name it. So we got the front cover of that. And we looked at for the first time ever, and this was when influencers were really just starting to happen. It was when it was more bloggers that were influencers. So we looked at mommy bloggers in the West Midlands, offered them free tickets to come and have an experience and share it with their followers. And retrospectively, I wish that we had done more of the mommy bloggers because they have such a high influence and they are right who the people that we want to talk to because their word of mouth and their recommendation and their authenticity was so golden. And I wish that we had, now looking back on what I know now, I wish that we'd have put more budget there most certainly. Once you've got that and you've got your messaging out and in your messaging on those platforms, you are focusing on the benefits of a day out. And we actually did a whole campaign on the irony of cricket is boring. And we had a video that basically showed everything. So kids having fun in the inflatable park that was for free, the face painting, the music, the cheering, the when somebody scored a six, what it was like in the stadium, really focusing on the atmosphere and the fun vibe of watching a live sport and everything that goes on around it. So whilst in the marketing, the cricket was the the main storyline it was supplemented with all of these amazing experiences throughout it to really show that there was so much more than just the cricket that was going on but to make sure that it was included because ultimately the end of the day that is what we're marketing it was the cricket so it needed to 
play a really key part throughout the marketing, but it was everything else that went around it, all of the bells and whistles that made it a really attractive family afternoon out in Birmingham. When it comes to event day, you need to ensure two things. And this is how we got our 98% of families would return. And it's two things. So one, it's you need to stick to what you say you're going to do and deliver on them. Your customer experience counts for so much. And you need to make sure that you are delivering on all of those promises you need to make sure that you have a pram park you need to ensure that you have a really well set up kids zone that has enough fun activities that you've got enough activities not only just for toddlers but for everybody up until 16 and under so there needs to be a variety of games so that people don't get board you need to make sure that it flows really nicely you need to ensure that there are picnic areas and benches and little nice tweaks like that and this is where the whole business needs to work with marketing so your operations team the safety team the ticketing team every single team needs to be on board and it's up to every single department to deliver that on the day experience that your marketing is saying that it's going to happen but when you're This takes communication, planning and execution in every single area of the business and that is what made it such a seamless approach to a match day. From a marketing point of view, the second thing that you need to do is once the event is live and happening, you need to ensure you're capturing what is going on. You can be so busy directing face painters and live musicians and the picnic places. There's so much that is going on on match day that you personally won't be able to make sure that you're capturing so make sure that you have a plan for how you're going to capture on the event itself and I like to do it in three areas I like to have somebody that's going around with just an iPhone that's really capturing that user generated content some of it will go live on social during the day to show the event but we can capture it and bank it for later And then I like to have a photographer and a videographer and they're capturing everything. They're capturing the atmosphere, the events, the cricket, the celebrations, the live entertainment, the halftime entertainment. There's so much that they can capture and they are capturing the authenticity of the day. Trust me, when it's the middle of November and you are trying to do marketing campaigns for next year's event in June and you've got nothing to go on, you're in a cold stadium and you need to be getting some really inspiring, authentic marketing tools for when you go on sale with tickets, this bank of assets is an absolute godsend I'm telling you and that's why I wish that I would have got more mommy bloggers because everything that they are capturing that is really really good marketing to then use for our next year so I wish I'd got even more of them so that is definitely what I would say here if you've learned anything from my mistakes I would most certainly do that and there you have it that is how you deliver really good event marketing to not necessarily the audience that you might think And let me just go through a recap of how you do this. So you first identify who the audience is that you want to market to. Secondly, you figure out their pain points and you address their pain points to make them not a pain point anymore. Then you look at where they're hanging out. 
you make sure that then your copy and your content on those channels is addressing those pain points that you've spoken about. So for example, we did our Cricket is Boring campaign that focused on all of the fun, amazing things that you could never say Cricket is Boring again. You focus on the event and the experience themselves so that people want to return And you then get so much word of mouth, good marketing PR off the back of it from that really, really good experience. And those four steps I've spoken about, that is my fundamentals of marketing. This is just an example of how you do those fundamentals of marketing that you would do on a Facebook ad campaign, that you would do on so many other platforms of how it's relevant for event marketing. So you see that once you have the basics of marketing down, you can then pick it up and use it in any form of marketing to any business, to any industry. But if you don't have those fundamentals down, then it becomes really, really hard and you get lost in a mix of of trying to market but not knowing their benefits or not knowing their pain points or not knowing who your audience is. So the basic framework works for event marketing. And there you have it. There are my tips for how to run an event marketing successful campaign to get higher footfall through four really simple steps. So thank you for listening and hopefully this helped you for your next event. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.